Welcome to today's Pregnancy Help Podcast. I am Betty McDowell, Vice President of Ministry Services here at Heartbeat International. This is September 2nd, the year 2020. And it has been an encouraging and amazing and challenging year um, in 2020. I think you all have a kind of a grasp of that. Uh, but there are so many good things that are happening in the midst of pandemics and chaos. Um, and one of those really good things is um, our guest today. You're not a thing, Robin, but uh, Robin Chambers <laughs> is with us from Focus on the Family. She is the Executive Director of Advocacy for Children. And so, Robin, I'm thrilled to have you with us today. And I thought we would just start off by telling us a little bit about what the heck does that mean? That sounds like an incredible title. <laughs> Executive Director of Advocacy for Children at Focus on the Family. What does that mean, Robin? Betty, thanks so much for having me on this morning. And I always chuckle when I hear that title um, and I, I laugh with my team and say, actually, my favorite title is Grammy. Um, but I'll use the executive director title today for this. Um, basically, what that means is our department stands up for those who can't speak for themselves. We're the voice for the voiceless. Um, I oversee our foster care and adoption initiative. And what we do with that is really work in community um, with churches and and child placement agencies and local um, government to um, bring awareness of children that are in foster care that desperately need a home. Those children, uh, for whatever reason, have ended up in foster care because of um, decisions that maybe their parents have made. It's no fault of their own, and parental rights have been terminated, um, and there's um, a need for those children to be in loving homes. And so we raise awareness of those children, and the numbers right now are huge huge. Um, they're, they're a little overwhelming. And so that's why we work at a regional level is just to bring awareness to the folks in that community of the children in their community um, that need desperately need those homes. Um, so I work with Dr. Sharon Ford, who comes to us from um, being at the state level here in Colorado for many, many years, and she heads up that along with Helen Parks. And then I also oversee our Sanctive Human Life Division, and that encompasses everything that FOCUS does in the pro-life realm, um, not including foster care. Um, it's our Benevolent Resources Program that's been around for many years. I'm sure you're, a lot of your um, folks are very familiar with that, and that's a program where we get $500 of free resources to pregnancy centers across the globe. And those resources are used in counseling those young women who find themselves in a scary situation. Um, they are life-affirming and medically accurate. And we are so excited. We have a couple new booklets that are coming out. So we'll be making some announcements about that. And then I also oversee our Option Ultrasound program. And that's the program where we work with pregnancy centers to get ultrasound machines or nurses training um, and a couple of other grants that we'll talk about in a little bit. So that's a little uh, little blurb about what I do every day. That's a little blurb about a big job. <laughs> oh, thank you so much for sharing that. We um, at Heartbeat International, and I know I speak really for the movement, we love Focus on the Family. We love what you do. We love the collaboration. We love your support of um, not only women and, and children and families, but of the pregnancy help community. It's, it's, really, it's really vital. And I think um, as much as I love Focus on the Family, I also want to say that we love Robin Chambers. In fact, Robin was a recipient of our Servant Leader Award at this past conference. And um, I've had the privilege of knowing 
Robin, I think it's been about 16 years. So our first encounter was an adventure we had together in Washington, D.C., um, with several of our friends and, and uh, running around Washington, D.C., not knowing the lay of the land that well and finding a place to have dinner and hanging out. And I was thinking how a few years after that, uh, Rob and I was in um, Colorado Springs, had a little time on my hands, and I was really interested in heading over to focus on the family, um, but didn't have wheels at the time. And you just, without knowing me that well, you graciously gave me your car. Um, and uh, asked if I knew how to drive a stick, and I said yes, and then you handed me the keys, pretty much. So, um, And our friendship has continued from there. Uh, we've had some adventures together since we both have the opportunity to serve on the Leadership Association of Pregnancy Care Organizations, so we get to see each other in those places, and we get to have coffee at times when we're at events together. But I wanted our folks, our listeners, to understand a little bit more about Robin Chambers. So I know Grammy's your favorite title, um, but tell us a little bit about your journey and your pro-life conviction and how that brought you along that journey to focus on the family and to the role that you're in right now. Um, you're right, Betty. Our friendship started off in a funny, funny way, but I have enjoyed um, getting to know you on a much deeper level than just driving my car. And so it's been just uh, a pleasure um, to call you friend and sister in Christ. So thanks for all the kind words. Right back at um, you. How did I start? Um, I always tell people that to um, don't judge me when you hear the first part of this. <laughs> so when I first started at Focus, um, I was a part-time temp and had really no intention of going further than that. I was finishing my degree and um, had just kind of moved into the Colorado Springs community um, kind of late in the semester, didn't have an opportunity to start. And I thought, oh, I'll do this, this part-time thing. A friend of mine was working here. Um, and I jokingly say that was the, you know, the longest temp assignment I've ever had, 28 years. And so, um, but my pro-life conviction really, I think, started, I was um, actually been at Focus for several years and was um, so working in our global ministries department, um, working on all of our resources that we had at Focus, including our book from Dr. Dobson. Um, and I did all the contract work for uh, translating those into other languages. Um, and we felt it was just so important to get that, you know, really solid family resources into um, other communities, other countries, different languages. And so that's kind of my background is the business law side of things. And so I was very, very happy doing what I was doing. And I so distinctly remember a, a colleague um, that I had worked with in that department. She had come over and said, hey, I, there's a new initiative starting at Focus, and your name keeps coming up. And she said, I just wanted to share a little bit about it and ask if you would pray um, about possibly coming over and joining the team. And so she told me a little bit about it. And that little program <laughs> was Option Ultrasound and something so new. Focus had never done anything like this before. And I looked at her and said, no, I, I really, I don't think I'm interested. Um, I am comfortable where I am. Um, and she said, you won't even pray about it. And I said, no, I, I really am comfortable where I am. Um, and I was so convicted that evening when I went home and it was the weekend. And um, I had remembered years prior to that telling the Lord not to let me be comfortable because then I forget um, that there are people around me who, you know, are hurting and, you know, need the hope and healing that comes from um, who they are in Christ. And so I was really convicted about using the word comfortable and, um, 
And then she just praying through that. Um, I just remember thinking I was that woman, Betty. I had my own unplanned pregnancy and, um, just remember the, um, just the shock, I think, and the denial of, oh, this, this can't happen to me. Um, and then that fear of, oh my goodness, how do I tell my parents and how is this going to affect school? And, you know, just all those questions, um, that women who find themselves in that situation ask. And I remember at the time talking through that with um, my then boyfriend, and just saying we need to tell our, you know, our parents as soon as possible. Um, I just, you know, I can't, I, I can't stand this. I can't stand them not knowing. And so we tell my mom and dad and um, my dad got up and left the room. <laughs> so I thought, oh, well, okay, that didn't go as well as I had hoped. Um, and my mom, um, of course, she started crying, but she said, you know, Rob, this is, you know, certainly not what we had hoped for you. Um, but she said, let's make a plan what's the plan? And I remember, I remember so clearly thinking, oh, oh, okay. Just this weight just, you know, kind of lifted because she's, she, I knew I had her support. Um, and then my dad came back in the room and he had left because he was crying and he doesn't let anyone see him cry. And he just said, okay, Rob, what's the plan? You know? And I just remember being so thankful for the support and the boyfriend at the time is now my husband. We've been married 41 years. Um, that's awesome. Yeah. And that support is often not what our, our clients see or feel, you know, when they're in that situation. And so the Lord just really kind of tugged at my heart of, you know, if you come over to Option Ultrasound, if you come and be a part of this, um, your story could help someone else. And I, I so often think that experiences in our life is, is what the Lord uses to minister to others. Sometimes it's not just about us. We like to think it is. Um, but it's how we can then use that story to minister to others and introduce them to, again, you know, introduce them to the hope and healing that comes from Christ. And so that was kind of how I started in my pro-life work at Focus um, 16 years ago, it'll be 17 years in January. And it has been the absolute joy of my life um, to be able to work alongside pregnancy centers. And, you know, and I truly, truly mean this. They are the heroes. Um, and I'm very blessed, you know, to work with folks like you that feel that same way. You know, I think our hearts are meshed and that we are here to serve those pregnancy care organizations. And it's an absolute joy to be able to do that. Oh, thanks, Robin. I, I love those stories. I love that there's such a, a personal uh, connection to the work that we do. And I, I think we hear that in so many different ways, so many different connections that people have um, to the work of pregnancy help. So I'm, I'm thrilled that you and I are both called to such a movement and such a community. You know, I, I think of you as uh, your story, and I see very clearly the calling on your life. And um, one of the things I have always appreciated about you, Robin, is um, you see people and you see opportunities. I, I look at you and I see how you have this ability to look at the movement and look at all the different offerings, all the great things that people are doing on the life issue and helping women. And, and you with focus, you've been able to find these ways of collaborating and blessing and supporting. And so I know with Heartbeat in particular, there are a couple of areas um, that we want to touch on for just a couple minutes. And one is you've mentioned option ultrasound and uh, Heartbeat has a bit of a connection with you there, which we're so grateful for. Um, so I wanted you to share a little bit about 
option ultrasound. But then also, um, I, I just love that we, we've had a chance to talk about um, the Abortion Pill Rescue Network. And I remember seeing your eyes light up uh, when we talked about that and how Focus wanted to be involved in that. So could you address those two things for us? And then we'll move on to another topic. But um, let's hear a little bit about about your heart, what you saw, um, and how you've uh, really allowed Heartbeat in particular to be incorporated into or really integrated into um, Option Ultrasound and then partnering with us on Abortion Pill Rescue. Absolutely. Um, the the question, you know, a lot of people ask me, you know, why, what, you know, how, how did Option Ultrasound start? Um, and it really was people who were having the conversation of how could focus on the family be involved in um, driving down the number of abortions in the United States. And so that conversation happened, um, goodness, probably six months to a year prior to us actually launching the program. Um, and I remember um, a dear friend of mine who was also my vice president at the time of that Mar said ultrasound. And she said, you can't argue when you see that baby on the screen, you cannot argue that that's not a baby. You look at that. That's not a clump of cells. That's not a clump of tissue. Um, let's do ultrasound. And little did I th I don't think we had any idea what that meant when we said, let's do ultrasound. Um, because we, did, we really didn't know what that meant as far as how it would impact um, pregnancy help organizations. And so we actually contracted with someone who kind of helped us write that program. And that started um, a whirlwind of activity. Um, probably within the first six months, we had given 53 machines to 53 different organizations. And um, it, we were just kind of on the cusp of um, really launching into um pregnancy centers offering medical services because there was a lot of unknown. Um, you know, there's so many steps involved in that. And so very early in the program, um, I met Jarrell Godsey, your president, and just said, hey, hey yep. yeah, there, you know, here's some things we're doing and we wanted to kind of get the word out. And so we started doing um, regional information meetings and Jarrell was one of our presenters and Beth Demert from your organization as well was one of our That's presenters. That's a great person. Yeah. Yep, yep. And just started talking through, you know, all the steps. What does this mean for a pregnancy center to start offering, you know, ultrasound? Um, and we knew very, very early on that this was not something Focus could do on our own. And so that has been my heart from the beginning um, is to really coalesce um, those of us who work in this or, you know, in this kind of arena um, and draw on one another's strengths. You know, there's so many things that Heartbeat does that I don't feel I'm qualified to do or that I have the skill set to do. Um, and I, I don't, I don't feel that that's working smart. Um, that feels like it's just working harder and recreating. And so we've leaned very heavily on you all um, for board development. Um, we're so excited. We started offering the online didactic training that you all offer. And that has been such a gift during the quarantine time uh, where people don't have to travel. Yeah, we and, love and, it too. We love yeah. It. And, it, and it answers, you know, it answers a, a need or fills that need of, well, we're still open the clinics are still open or the centers are still open. Um, but we need training. And so that has allowed that ministry just to continue because we can do that online. And so we're excited about that. Um, and then, yes, when you start talking about abortion pill rescue, I, 
I just felt like that was exactly what I had been praying about because every year um, in January, I always say, I don't make New Year's resolutions, but I always just check in with the Lord. Okay, am I, am I still on the right track? Am I still in the right place? Am I still serving you in the way that you want me to? And if so, help me take Option Ultrasound to the next level. Um, not because it's focused and certainly not because it's me, but how can we then continue to equip pregnancy centers um, to reach even more women? And so when you shared that um, that was like the Lord said, you know, I got gotcha. you. This is what you're going to do. And so <laughs> that has been so fun. And it has been amazing, Betty, since we started working with you all. We have, um, I think, over 80 um, centers that we've given grants for abortion pill rescue um, training. And what a blessing it has been to do that. So that was just one of the, I think one of the best things that you all have done um, in allowing us to be a part of that. So thank you for allowing us to join you all in that work. Oh, thank you, Robin. It, it is so exciting for us at Heartbeat with um, that project in particular, because we have, um, we have the ability through Option Line with the help of Option Line to, um, to bring in those calls of women who are looking for that abortion pill reversal. We have the privilege of having um, about 30 nurses who uh, take turns being on call and taking those phone calls and beginning that intake process with a woman who wants to reverse her abortion her chemical abortion. Um, and then those nurses are connecting her to the network. So for us, it's growing all of that. It's growing the client's uh, access to getting abortion pill reversal. It's building the network of nurses and then the network of doctors and pregnancy centers. So um, what people sometimes don't realize is when they, they a client may contact us um, looking for reversal and we connect her to a nurse and that nurse does the intake process and moves her to someone who can prescribe. Sometimes it's a physician who will prescribe and then we still connect her to a pregnancy center because we know that a pregnancy center has so many more resources to offer her and to build her up. And sometimes we even have the pregnancy resource centers who are the prescribers. And so it has been really great for us to partner with you because that builds, it builds the network and it allows us to really utilize resources in helping find that client um, because we know the training is being taken care of. So that is definitely a privilege for us. And uh, we love with option ultrasound being connected to helping out with centers who are going through that program and, and a few of the different ways that we service them with the didactic training or board training, or sometimes even uh, legal review, just however we can help. We, we love those places of collaboration. Um, and now we have something kind of really cool that's on, um, it's actually, I want to say on the horizon, but it's, it's even closer than just the horizon, isn't it, Robin? And that's the Focus on the Family's new campaign for um, Sea Life. And, uh, and I have to tell you, like, I'm a little biased, but I love your text, you know, because it's, it's Heartbeats. Yeah, it's not that it's attributed <laughs> to Heartbeat, but since it's about Heartbeats, um, right. it's pretty cool uh, to to love to see that in there. Um, so tell us about the campaign. Like how how did this come up? What was the dream for this and, and the reality of it? Um, what's the story? The story. Um, well, I'm sure all of your, um, you know, all your listeners and, and all of you at Heartbeat knew, um, you know, last year when Governor Cuomo um, signed the bill that um, women could get an abortion through 40 weeks. That's a full term baby. Mm -hmm. And I so distinctly remember watching that on the news and seeing that 
the celebration of that. And then, you know, the, the lighting of the pink building. And, um, I was heartbroken, absolutely heartbroken to think that there were people who were celebrating, taking a, you know, taking a baby minutes from being born, um, and celebrating that. And, you know, those of us who work in the pro-life arena know that, you know, any abortion is too far, you know, in the, in the pregnancy. Um, but that was, I think it kind of rocked my, just rocked my soul to think about, um, someone celebrating that. And so that started, um, quite a bit of activity here at Focus and Jim Daly, um, was talking to kind of our executive leadership team and he was so choked up that he could barely speak. And he just said, I cannot stand the thought of this. Mm. I can't stand the thought of these babies, you know, being aborted. Um, and I can't stand the thought of women being exploited, you know, and we are so often accused of, we only care about the baby. Well, if you heard Jim's heart, you would know that's, that's the furthest thing from the truth for us. And, um, and he just, he just said, it just breaks my heart to think about women being so manipulated and so exploited. And so that started this huge um, event called Alive from New York. And so we decided to take on this, this ginormous um, activity and, and event of, of going to Times Square um, and showing a live ultrasound. And we did it. Um, it was not um, an easy um, <laughs> um, road to get there. There were lots of um, kind of roadblocks and barriers in our way, um, but we sat back after, you know, so often it's easier to look back and see God's hand, you know, every step of the way than it is right, right in the middle of it. Um, but just saw the Lord remove all those barriers. And so last year on May 4th, um, we did a live ultrasound in Times Square and Abby Johnson was our model. And as we yeah. know, it was baby Fulton. Um, <laughs> and, um, it was, it was a little harrowing at, at the time because he was not cooperating. Um, but she was 30, I want to say 35 weeks gestation and he was pretty comfortable. And so, um, we, we did a, a little, um, you know, she would get up and stretch and walk and, and different things like that. And then all of a sudden his little heartbeat so strong and so loud, just start echoing. And the, the sonographer at the time, her name is Zoe. She started saying, Oh, he's waking up. Look. And then you hear this heartbeat and it just went over that crowd in Times Square. Um, and if you've been in Times Square, you know how loud it is and, and uh -huh. a little chaotic. Um, and there was silence. It was, and Jim called it a holy hush. Um, I was on the unit, so I didn't, I could see what was going on, but I couldn't hear it. Um, and I looked out at the crowd on the screen and there were people weeping and there were people smiling. And I just think there's so many people who don't know that an ultrasound can show that much definition of that baby. And you could see his little squishy face and hear that heartbeat. Um, and we saw lives changed. We saw hearts changed. We heard stories and stories and stories after. Um, and so building on that momentum, we wanted to do the same thing this year just to continue to, you know, show people life in the womb. And, um, you know, I, I was asked right before that event, if we were going, are you going to pick a fight? And I said, oh my, I said, no, we're, we're not going to pick a fight. We're going so, so that we can share life. We can share what happens in a woman uh, and a woman's body. And so we wanted to continue that theme. And we, our original plans were five different cities. It was supposed to be May 2020 again. Um, and it was going to be the weekend before Mother's Day um, and going to do five live ultrasounds and then 
Corona hit. <laughs> so, um, and like you said, I, I loved what you said at the beginning, you know, Betty, it's, yes, it's been challenging, but I think there have been some really neat opportunities mm-hmm. that the Lord has allowed us to see um, because the business stopped for a little bit. And so sometimes I think that's what we need is just a, a pause in our busy to see what the Lord has for us. And so what happened out of that was a digital premiere on September 26th. And so we're still doing the same format. Um, we have amazing speakers. Um, we are creating an anthem for the event um, and musical album. And it's music that has not been released yet. Um, and so, uh, you know, all of our, our folks who are joining us that day will get um, access to that music. Um, and it has been just amazing to watch people come together. Um, and again, you know my heart. I love that. I love to see the collaboration and the unity. And it's just different people from um, kind of all different areas of the pro-life community coming together to um, share the message. And so September 26th um, will be the big event. We will have speakers, music, and then we will finish um, with an ultrasound of that baby. And that little guy put on quite the show. I'm excited for everyone to see that. A um, little bit, little, little, not quite so far in the gestation <laughs> as what Abby's baby was. And so this little guy had room to move. Um, and um, he is, gosh, he's two, three weeks old now. So mama and daddy are doing well. And, and his name is King. Um, and he is a beautiful little, little person. And so we're excited for you, you know, for everyone to see that. Um, but they just got to focus on the family.com and it's C dash life, S E E dash life. Um, and they can sign the pledge. And again, one of those opportunities to collaborate is we had several leaders from the pro-life community that came together and helped create that pledge. And so it's not just words from Focus on the Family. It's, you know, Jarrell was on the call and, you know, several other folks that are, you know, national leaders in this. Um, so it really was a collaborative effort for us to, to you know, create that pledge and have folks join and sign the pledge. And it says join to end abortion. Um, and then, yeah, I love every heartbeat. And so I did ask Jarrell, I said, are you okay if we use that? He's like, yes. <laughs> so um, we're excited about that. And once, the, and once, you know, everyone signs up, it kind of takes them through a journey of how they can get involved locally, you know, that's one of the other things that we really want to call people to do um, is don't just sit on the sideline and hope someone else does something, be that someone else, do that thing that could possibly make a difference in a, in a young woman. And so get involved in your local pregnancy center, get involved in your church, you know, find ways to serve. And so that will take the, that website will take them on the journey to do that. And then all the information on how to register for that digital premiere is on there as well. And so, and we're excited um, that you all are joining with us and um, helping to get the word out. So again, that just, that just fills my soul to know that we're all working together. I agree. I was thinking how last year um, in May, I uh, sat, my husband and I put the entire event, we, we took it from the laptop, put it on the, the large screen of our living room and just watched throughout, uh, it seemed like hours. I mean, I don't know how many hours, how, how long it went on, but it went on for a long time and we loved it. <laughs> we kind of spent our day just uh, centered around um, things that were happening on the big screen. And so 
I was impressed with how smooth. So I know I know what it's like when you're hosting an event. I know it was probably feeling crazy and wild on the ground, um, trying to make sure everything is on time. But it was an incredible event, and I thought you you can't top that. But I think that you might be topping that um, <laughs> with with really this campaign with the Sea Life 2020 campaign. So we are are very excited for what you're doing. Um, and, and as you were speaking, it, it brought to mind something that I had heard about recently, which I think it was a, it was research that was done by, uh, I think it was Notre Dame, and they talked about the views of, of uh, people, what people think about the issue of abortion. And, and if I won't be able to quote the exact results of that, because it really is something that just came to mind. But it seemed like they were saying the results were that people in general more than 50% of people thought abortion was not a good thing, shouldn't have it. Um, but when they went back and looked at that group, they also said that they couldn't see a world without abortion. And uh, and so they were trying to dig deeper as to why people thought that way. And some uh, something that came out of it was that uh, people uh, felt that there weren't resources available for women, and that's why we need to have abortion in place. And, and I thought, gosh, they just weren't in touch with the network that exists of pregnancy help, uh, not only throughout the United States, but around the world. And that um, network has grown. Um, it just gets larger and larger. And you know it, and I know it, because we get the emails and the calls uh, from people who are looking to um, start pregnancy help or increase the, the programming that they have to offer. And so it's really exciting for us to be part of something. And obviously, it's it's quite threatening to folks who are part of big abortion business, um, because we really are making a difference. And so I think Seed Life 2020 is going to be... Um, really uh, an incredible adventure. And I could hardly wait for September 26th uh, to be uh, part of this um, event with you. So tell us again the um, way people can get involved. Where do they go? How, what do they sign? Um, just just kind of give us what should they do to be part of the Life 2020? Yeah, the first step is just to go to, again, our website, focusonthefamily.com, and then type in C with a dash, life, S-E-E dash life, and that takes them to a landing page. Um, and um, one of the neat things about that landing page, I didn't say this, Betty, but we have listed all of our strategic partners, and Heartbeat is on there, Abortion Pill Rescue is on there, and so that just shows there's so many organizations that have come together um, to do this, and I feel like that's that's what helps win this battle. Mm -hmm. um, but anyway, they go to that that website and they sign the pledge. And I mean, there's they're not going to uh, you know that's it's pretty easy. It's seamless, I guess. You know, they just sign that pledge and then it takes them to a page that gives them all of the information about what they can expect during that day, um, September 26th, 8 p.m. Eastern. And then you, depending on you know where everyone lives, you kind of back that up to your own time zone. Um, but it shows you exactly what you can do and how you can register for that event. We would love to see pictures, uh, people having watch parties. You know, um, our Sanctity team has a huge following on Facebook. Um, the, that page is I Am Pro-Life. Um, and we are, you know, asking people to share your stories. You know, why are you pro-life? And show us your watch party and um, getting involved in that way. And there's lots of digital assets on that page as well. 
well that people can use. Um, there is a beautiful video. Um, the video is titled, Will I? And it's narrated by a young girl talking about um, the things that she'll do, you know, from birth to when she possibly then gives birth, you know, later in life after she's, you know, got fell in love and got married and ha had a baby. Um, and it talks about all the the joys and the struggles, you know, that we have in our lives. And at the very end, she says, or will I, my life hangs in the balance. And so it really is um, a way for us to have compelling conversations, you know, and about abortion and about choosing life. Um, so you can share that video, all of your, your pregnancy centers um, can share that. Um, there's a uh, uh, banners that they can put on their social media um, or in their emails. And so there's lots and lots of ways to get involved. Um, and we have had Right now, we're almost oh, a little bit over 100,000 folks have signed the pledge. That's great. And so we know that it's touching hearts. And um, and we just want, you know, and I think one of the things I'm excited about, um, especially talking with, you know, Heartbeat International, part of your name, International, with being able to do this in a digital format, this digital premiere, it allows us to reach into international audiences. Um, and we really didn't have that capability when we were doing this last year. And so this has opened up um, huge opportunities for us to reach much, much further than we did last year. Um, so would love for your international centers to be a part of this as well. Um, it's very seamless. There's, there's ways to do this domestic as well as international when you sign up. So um, just have you know, focus on the family.com C dash life. Very, very easy um, on ramp for that. Oh, great. Thank you, Robin. And for those um, who are listening to our podcast that are part of a pregnancy help organization that might be interested in learning more about option ultrasound um, or getting access to the abortion pill rescue network training grant, uh, where do they go for that information? Yeah, they can actually um, go to that same website, focusonthefamily.com, but type in pro-life. Um, that is our page that specifically talks about all the grants that we have through Option Ultrasound, also talks about the Benevolent Resources Program. And there is an email on there that will direct you to the right person um, to talk you through, you know, both of those if you're interested or to talk them through um, abortion pill rescue grants or just Option Ultrasound grants for machines and trainings and that different thing. Um, and there's an email for that as well. And it goes directly to my team. And we try to answer within 24 hours and get you started on uh, the application for both. So very easy. Thank you, Robin. Thank you um, for taking the time to spend with us um, to record this podcast. Thank you for all the work that you do at Focus on the Family and for all the work that Focus on the Family does. We, we can't imagine life without you. We um, so greatly appreciate you. Um, I, I echo <laughs> those words and we're so thankful for um, just for what you've done. And I want to say a big congratulations. I just saw a video from Jarrell um, that you hit 4 million contacts. Yes, did. Congratulations. That just shows what you all are doing is, is reaching those women. And that's what we want. We want them to reach out and talk to someone who can walk them through 
all of their options. Um, and um, I am just so proud of you all and congratulations. Thank you. Yeah, we have been a buzz. Like we've been watching. We we knew it was coming and we've been like waiting. When's it going to happen? It actually happened a little earlier than we had anticipated. Um, and it's been kind of fun to see the option line team, even though so many of us are, are virtual. Um, mm-hmm. We've It's been fun to see how they celebrated and they had a chance to celebrate. Um, their uh, director, Nafisa, sent little packages to each and every one of them. And then they all got on Zoom together and opened them up at the same time and and had a chance to really celebrate. And uh, we we are so grateful. We really look back to our roots, Robin, and think about the founders of Heartbeat International and the vision that they had for a call center. They didn't call it that at the time because that word didn't exist. <laughs> uh, but, but what they had in mind to see the reality of it happen and then to hit 4 million in that reality was pretty powerful for all of us. So we have been... Um, celebrating that um, here as a team and and just uh, just really excited for all the good work that uh, God has blessed us uh, to be able to do. And we extend that blessing to all those who've been listening to this podcast because we know you are active and uh, very much involved and sacrificially uh, serving in the pregnancy help community. So we thank you. We know your time is precious and we thank you for joining uh, Robin and I together today to hear all about the cool things uh, that God is doing through Focus on the Family. So thank you for joining us. And again, thank you, Robin. I hope you all have a great day. Thank you, Betty. And God bless everyone. Thanks for listening to this episode of Pregnancy Help Podcast. To subscribe to future episodes, access resources related to today's session, or listen to previous episodes, visit www.heartbeatinternational.org slash podcast. Thanks for tuning in.